Good morning, asshole. <clears throat> All right, it's uh, it's July. What day is it today? It's the nineteenth. It's uh, it's actually night, and I'm walking down the street. So, uh, this episode will be about truth and uh, about speaking truth. I think that's a big, big uh topic of discussion. Maybe maybe we'll put it that way. For a big topic of discussion, people love the truth, and uh, so yeah, I guess I would just like to give a uh, some sort of grammatical reference to it. That sounds very scholastic. I like using big words, make myself sound accredited. There's another one. <clears throat> Negative videos. Definitely do video logs, but I think an audio while I'm walking is just so much more pleasant. I just get stream of consciousness. So that's uh, that's the topic of today. I'm at the park, going around my town. I feel like it's just good to get ideas out. So truth is uh, is truth malleable? Is truth a static thing? Is there one truth? Is there infinite truths? Is there as many truths as there are? Excuse me, humans. Feels very postmodern as a question, but I feel like it's a fair one. How many truths exist? Let's ruminate on that question for a moment here. How many truths exist? Well, I would say objectively there is but one truth, the one thing that we all observe and we discuss. And then at the the same time, within that one truth, you have all of these uh, subjective truths. So it's, I mean, I think that's maybe where people get sort of confused is there's the truth with a capital T. <clears throat> which is like the date and like what time it is and things like that. Um, you could say like the, the earth is round. That's objectively true. And then there's uh, all these subjective truths, uh, which you might say total about 8 billion, which would be favorite albums or movies or, or you know tastes, interests, things like that. And so I think people get confused. They conflate these things very quickly. Uh, very easily, um, they think that their truth applies to all truths, or that that all truths apply to uh, one specific truth. And I think maybe that's a good way to differentiate them. I guess you could uh, you could almost see it sort of uh, analogous to religion in some sense, because there's multiple gods, but for there to be any gods, one god had to create all of them. You know what I mean, like. Polytheism makes sense within monotheism, and monotheism is the only religion that could make sense. And religion doesn't even really make sense, to be honest, if you, if you really think about it. Just, a, just like truth doesn't exist. I mean, like, you could say the earth is a sphere, or you could say that it's like 9 o'clock. But even that is it's just referencing deeper and deeper truths. And at the, bottom of, at the bottom of everything, there's nothing. You know what I mean? Like, time is a construct we completely created, we made up. Which means that even that is not objective. It's, it's really just like something that we would call objective. <laughs> Which, following that uh, backwards thinking, also means that if you say an album is the best album ever, it is, objectively. To you, it is. No, no way that you can make it the best album ever, because, I mean, what would that even require? But to you, it is. And then uh, you can say in that backwards, backwards logic that 
uh, the Earth being around is sort of subjective because what is a sphere? You can you can kind of always go like that. You can always just play dumb in any circumstance and just be like, well, what is the thing? And I think that's kind of what's happening. Uh, not maybe not to that extent, but a lot of just dumb people that don't completely understand uh, what's happening. Because I mean, how could anyone really understand what's happening? It is very hard to grapple with the truth, and so we obviously have a lot of social media in this time. We have podcasts. We have a lot of technology to grapple with this kind of thing. Obviously, truth is a very malleable thing, just like how time was a discovery. We didn't know about time from the beginning of time. We discovered time as a sort of fourth dimension. And so we're sort of doing that here with technology, and we're, we're using that to explore and expound on different information that we've gathered. Uh, so obviously, the internet is sort of like a database, and... Uh, can be amended and changed just like anything else. So you're on Wikipedia, there'll be additions and changes, you know, as time goes on and as things change, which I, I always think is a, a fun game to play. If you go on Wikipedia and you look at uh, events or happenings, it's a really fun game to play. What does anybody constitute as an event? I always think that's an interesting line to draw. How big does an event have to be before it's an event? It's always like, uh, I always think of the sorties paradox where it's like how big of a how many grains of sand do you need before you get a heap how many heaps do you need before you get a beach and so on and i think that line is always just so interesting because it's obviously very arbitrary like how do you call someone a liberal or a or a conservative or a democrat or a republican the line is always in reference or in in uh i don't know if i'm using this uh this this parlance parlance stuff for us saying I don't know if I'm saying this properly, but in lieu of, you know what I mean? Like, everything is always in reference to the previous and the, the next, I guess, in some sense. And so truth is always relative. I think that's maybe what I'm trying to get at is you can show uh, one piece of news story. You can, show, you can show a centrist, unbiased piece of news to three different people. And one person will give you a, a one person will translate it into a liberal espousal. They'll, they'll start saying, oh, well, those damn cops shouldn't have shot the black guy. That's uh, fucking cops for you. And then you'll, you know, another person they'll give it to who's like a Fox uh, Republican type. You know? They'll give you, uh, they'll read the same article about, you know, Mr. Brown or whoever it is. Mr. Floyd. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Pick your name. And, uh, and they'll give you the opposite. Obviously, they'll say, well, you know, he was a, he was selling whatever to fucking pregnant women. He was stealing $20 lottery tickets off the shelves, whatever. I mean, it was justified. We should have killed him. And it's just so interesting how you get, I mean, obviously, again, there's no right or wrong description or answer. It's obviously heavily subjective. But then, obviously, an objective decision was made when the person was shot and then the event was made. Obviously, like, uh, a wrong was committed. And so it, it's just in those circumstances that are obviously, like, it's very difficult to to get at the, the accursed truth because it's very, it gets very, very muddied, very blurry. And I think uh, <clears throat> another great example of this is the Rowan Wade case that we've seen in the last few months, in the last month, I should say. And I think that might be one of the most... Insane and yet level-headed decisions that I've seen in my lifetime. I think the Supreme Court finally made the fucking call. I don't think that anything that they did was misguided. And I think that I 
personally agree on a moral and virtuous standpoint with everything that they've done by overturning the case. But with that being said, I mean, women are pretty much fucked now. I mean, I, I don't even know what happens when, even the minority cases, when, when they're having a kid that they can't have. I mean, are we really going to start forcing, forcing women to have babies that they shouldn't have? It's much better that we just give give them the abortion pass. <laughs> Anyways, obviously, I, I, I get on both sides of the fence with this because it's a very difficult and tedious issue to work and whittle down. Obviously, a lot has changed since the 60s. Women and women, the birth pill, uh, and uh, obviously about 40 years prior, 45 years prior, the right to vote. That was a, a huge, huge misstep. Uh, I would say, generally speaking, within the course of history, um, women are objectable animals. I think that's a, a pretty fair thing to say. And, and so are men, to be fair. But in some sense, like, there has to be some distinction. Just like uh, women, aren't, women aren't particularly dogs. And so we can't start giving dogs human rights. Um, because obviously it's a slippery slope. And so um, we see women's rights in the 20s. Early tens, and uh, obviously within a century, we're already fighting for gay rights, which was passed within a few decades, and then transgender rights, which obviously we've had compelled speech laws added within the last decade. And so, obviously, this, like I said, it's a slippery slope, and, and everyone likes that term. It's a very nice buzzword. Um, but I guess that's how the truth works, right? It's it's very hard to, to catch it and hold on to. It really slips through your fingers. You can think that you got it, but then. A bunch of other people come around and tell you something else. So, yeah, I, I guess uh, given the, the Warren Wade one, I'll give you my, my whole opinion here. What I think is the objective truth. I think it's, uh, it's probably a better idea to let the states handle it and regulate it. And I think the states should allow it. I think the states there shouldn't be shame or, or anything like that, stopping women from getting abortions or really any health care. I mean, like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't shame a dog if you went in for anal surgery. Just like you wouldn't shame a woman for getting an abortion. It wouldn't, wouldn't make any sense. That means that it's not really a federal issue. Like, the court, the, the court justice system should not be handling any of this bullshit. It's, it's not their problem to decide when life begins or what conception is. Again, these are such difficult questions that they have to be, they have to be answered on a municipal if, if if not a uh, state level. Even a state level is, is arguably too big because why do you want the government handling any of this? It shouldn't be, it just should not be their business. Which is why I feel like most people in America that will do this, will just do it illegally because, I mean, that's what's going to happen. And maybe that is for the best because maybe the best answer to all of this is just to be more careful. We shouldn't be, we shouldn't be improving or being more progressive Upon safe sex, we should just be, uh, like, non-ironically, just, like, not have it. You know what I mean? Like, we shouldn't make it so that women can have a bunch of safe abortions because that's it's too intelligent. It literally is too. That's what Western cultures do. And before you know it, people are having one, maybe two children instead of six. Um, and it just, it makes more sense. Again, maybe it's my uh, primordial brain speaking, but makes more sense for women to have six kids and, and let them flourish rather than hyper-focusing on one or two. Um, you might think that it's better that women are educated, et cetera, but I really don't know if it's a net positive. 
I think it might actually have kind of pushed us in the wrong direction. But again, my opinions, entitled to have them. <clears throat> also, I don't think these are really opinions. I think this is a pretty measurable statistic that you can uh, you can look at almost any perspective of the world economy and see that it has vastly changed since the 70s, since the 60s, since the whole free progressive movement. But again, what what really is truth? It seems like we've been on sort of a different wave since then. Obviously, we're much more inclined on equal rights and equity and and uh, fair share and all this stuff. And so we're prim- prim- primarily uh, focusing on inclusiveness and group identity and uh, basically like characteristics rather than like talents or abilities. Um, the postmodern era, let's say, let's call it the last 60 to, let's say 50 to 60 years, since, since the 60s, um, <clears throat> it, it kind of has changed really. I think maybe the best way to just say it in, in, in a sentence is that it mattered what you do uh, 60 years ago. It mattered uh, like if you could work a hard job or if you could provide, provide for your family. A lot more now, I'm finding this more every day, especially with the internet and, and uh, this ever-pervasive omnipresence technology, is uh, it matters more like who you are, like what you're, what you're about and uh, like, you know, what your personality and type is, which uh, I find just really interesting because it makes sense, I guess, considering, I mean, even a hundred years ago, there was like three kinds of people. There was like a blacksmith in a town. Like a, maybe a, a medic and like a sales guy and then like maybe someone that handles the horses and then like a police officer there's like five people and I guess as time progresses we see more spouts of this uh, archetype because obviously there's tons of different kinds of sales people now there's tons of different even police officers there's different rankings there's different uh, organizations we have city police and we have mounties I could just go on and on you know I, I have a lot to say <laughs> But yeah, I think that's kind of the, the maybe the epicenter of the new world in the last 50 or 60 years is that we're much more focused on identity at this point. Politics uh, sort of are synonymous with identity. Um, if you go on Twitter, you try to talk about anything as a, as a straight white male, you'll get shunned pretty quickly. It's, uh, <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, like, it, it, is, it is pure full-circledness, like in any sense of the word, because as a liberal type, you have to be shitting on the other side or else. And then there's a Republican type. It's the same. So if you're pro-identity politics, you end up just talking about your race or your sex or your gender or whatever. And then you identify yourselves just based on that. So, I mean, like, it's so easy to just to hear out your idolog. You know what I mean? Like... If I were to pretend to be a left person, I'd be like, yo, I got the vaccine and I'm like 116 like Mexican and I'm also like, I can speak Puerto Rican. You know what I mean? Like all these different identities. <clears throat> and then like, if I was very right, I'd be like, oh, I started a business and like, <laughs> I have a gun. I don't know. I'm rambling. Literally and, and figuratively. Lid keeps coming off my I think it's really interesting how 
I mean, pretty much given any circumstance, you can say that the world is, is always half and half, or the universe is always half and half. In the yin-yang, sort of Taoistic sense, you know, we say that there is like a truth, and then all truths are but half-truths. I mean, you, you can even see it in like sort of like the uh, the epitome of paradoxes, which is like this, the next sentence is, is true, and then the next sentence is the last sentence was a lie, and so you get that double bind, and just just based on that, right? It's hard not to see the catch twenty twos within society. To be honest, there's a lot of them. I'd say it's uh, one of my favorite things to do within within life is just to look at the crevices and and how how things fall through, how arguments don't work. I think it's interesting that there are always jobs that can't get paid enough. So if you take a, a, a teacher, for example, you can ask 100 people, and they'll all tell you that teachers don't get paid enough. They're always paying out of their pockets. And then, is anyone going to actually pay the teachers more? Probably not. So it's like, uh, there's always a level to it. Probably. So then what really does matter? I always wonder in the end. And probably nothing, to be honest. Even if we knew what happened after that, we couldn't agree on that either. We can't even agree what's in front of our faces when we're here. It's definitely easier to be a pessimist. Because everything is going to end. And none of it mattered. But then at the same time, you'd be an optimist because you could say, it's crazy we're here in the first place. Why not make the best of it? And so... I don't know. Sometimes I really wonder about words or labels. Like, does anything even... Do you really describe anything, considering everything is always changing? I can say the sky's blue, and within a five-minute period, it can change to white. Or I can say this, the ground is gray, and then you might say it's black. It's like, is there a difference? Who's to say? Is it like, <laughs> If I say there's a difference, and you say there's not a difference, is there a difference? You know what I mean? Like, It's really weird. <clears throat> If I say I'm God, are those that dispute me haters or are they telling me what's up? Like, are they actually correcting me? And how would anyone know, too? That's another one. How, how would anyone know what, what God even is or where that definition begins and ends? 
it's like completely conceptual. Even a Bible, like take the Bible, it's completely incomprehensible. I literally feel drunk. I feel drunk when I'm reading the Bible. I feel high. I feel completely out of my mind. And not to mention, I, I really don't learn anything from that from that book, which goes to goes to believe. Like it leads me to believe. Uh, if I were to sit in front of Christ right now, He wouldn't teach me anything I didn't already know. Which is maybe a little bit revelatory, but what what does anybody really need to know or learn? There is nothing to nothing to see. What is it? Uh, nowhere to, nowhere to see, nowhere to go, no one to be, no one to know. That's like a Buddhist quote that I heard. Mantra of sanity. I think I read it in the YouTube comments section. Alright, so I guess I'll end on that. I always have a lot more to say, but I should probably keep it short. 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I could ramble all day, really. I have a lot on my mind, but I'll be back soon. Cheers.